Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Are you ready to enhance your future in tech? Then it's time to make your move to the UK. The nation that has more tech unicorns than France, Germany, and Sweden combined. The nation that was third in the world to have a $1 trillion tech sector valuation. The nation where great talent comes together. Visit gov.uk forward slash great talent to see how you can work, live and move to the UK. Joshua Hill has supported independent tech news directly for five years. Be like Joshua. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, January 4th, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. From Baker Mayfield Country, I'm Len Peralta. And uh, I am from just a hot corner of L.A. County. I'm the show's producer, Roger Chen. The hot corner. Hot isn't happening? Or? As in third base. He plays, he plays third base for Los Angeles. It's uh, happening. It's also a little bit warmer today than it was yesterday. A little uh, Len Peralta is back after a holiday break. Uh, if you listen to Good Day Internet, the extended version of the show for patrons, uh, you heard about his Merry Texmas. And Len, <laughs> we're very, very excited to, to have you draw your first art for the show for 2019. You know, it's always a, you know, it's always great to be able to draw the first show of the year because usually it's about the about CSS, CES. So, um, and uh, today we are going to talk about what we expect to see at CES, but let's start. Probably not a lot of CSS. No, probably not. (laughs) I mean, not unless you view source. Let's start with a few tech things you should know. Marriott says that it now believes fewer than 383 million unique guest records were accessed accessed rather by attackers and the Starwood data breach. Now, that still sounds like a lot, but it's down from the original estimate of 500 million. Marriott also revealed that 5 million unencrypted passport numbers were accessed, along with 29 million encrypted passport numbers. Marriott also confirmed it phased out Starwood's database and now itself runs all its booking through the Marriott database that wasn't affected by the breach. In the next Windows update scheduled for April, Microsoft will remove Cortana's voice walkthroughs for clean installs of Windows. Windows 10 Pro, Enterprise, and Education Editions. You can still launch Cortana during setup if you miss her. Uh, You just got to press Win Control Enter. And Cortana will remain active during setup by default in Windows 10 Home. So there's no getting away from her if you're installing Windows 10 Home. Let's talk a little bit more about Huawei. Let's do it. Reuters and Bloomberg both report seeing an internal memo from Huawei's corporate senior vice president, Chen Lifang, record, recording regarding rather a New Year's tweet that was sent by Huawei's official account. This is a Twitter tweet that was posted from an iPhone. And it says it right at the bottom. Lifang wrote that the tweet caused damage to the brand. Two employees will be demoted and have pay cut by 501, which is about 5, 728 US dollars. Yeah, yeah. 5,000 rather. And one will see their pay rank frozen for 12 months. Yikes. Apparently a problem with VPN on a PC led the employees to using an iPhone with a foreign SIM card as a workaround. 
Now, Twitter is blocked in China, and the tweet itself was really innocuous. It was Happy, Happy New, New Year, Year from yeah. all of us at Huawei type thing. But <laughs> wow, that's this is a, a lot different than maybe a corporate apology that you might see from a, another company. Well, we've been seeing more stories like this where someone says, hey, did you notice that so-and-so tweeted you know, from this kind of platform when they endorse this other kind of platform. And Twitter has made it more visible. It's always been there if you wanted to find it, uh, but they've put it front and center in some recent redesigns. So it's it's a lot more visible, which is, I guess, why Huawei is very upset by this. It is interesting, though, that the Chinese firewall blocks Twitter. And so to post from the corporate Huawei account, the they had to get around the Chinese firewall, which is not necessarily illegal. Corporations are allowed to have VPNs under certain rules. So they, they weren't necessarily breaking the law by doing this, but because their official VPN provider was down, uh, then I, you know, I don't know if it's illegal for them to go with a foreign SIM card like that, but they tried to say, well, gosh, we got to get our happy new year tweet out there and, uh, took sh- some shortcuts without considering that people would be able to tell they were using an iPhone. Yeah, and to, to have your pay docked for twelve months because yeah. you're trying to say Happy New Year and and do good by by the Huawei official Twitter account, kind of a bummer. Los Angeles City Attorney has filed a lawsuit against IBM's The Weather Company, uh, claiming its Weather Channel app uses personal data for targeted marketing and hedge fund analysis. Now, keep in mind, The Weather Channel is also a television channel. The Weather Channel app used to be connected to that, but it's now owned by the weather company, which is owned by IBM, which is separate from the weather channel. It's branding that gets very confusing, but this is an IBM issue, not a weather channel television issue. The app uses location to deliver your weather forecasts. Of course it does. That's what you want. You want it to be able to tell where you are so it can say, oh, in your neighborhood, it's going to rain. The suit claims that IBM affiliates and other third parties receive the data and IBM does not properly disclose this. IBM says, no, we do disclose it appropriately and we will vigorously defend ourselves in court. My guess is what's going on here is IBM is, or the Weather Channel app, is one of these apps that when it asks for location information, the little pop-up just says, hey, we want to give you forecasts in your area. Can we can we track your location? And you say, well, yeah, I, I, I want that. Whereas the terms of service that you have just clicked agree without reading and you haven't dug down in to find when it asks for location information probably do disclose that, hey, we'll also be giving this to a bunch of third parties, but it'll be anonymous, we promise. Hmm. Well, yeah, that scenario is probably exactly what's going on. And it probably, again, is information that if it is anonymous, well, it's not going to affect you all that much. But it's it's that do you read the terms of service a lot more closely or does IBM or the um, the 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 weather company in this case need to make this much more clear when it asks for your location? Yeah, and we've talked about this kind of thing a lot on DTNS where what these companies are doing isn't necessarily nefarious. They're not trying to sell you. What they're trying to do is say, hey, we know a lot of people are checking the weather, are concerned about the weather in this area. And we also, because we're collating that data, know that people who are checking the weather in that area also are buying rain boots. And so we can sell that data to the rain boot manufacturer to target their ads toward this area. It never involves particular people in the practice, and that's why these companies do it so much. But the attitude about this sort of thing has changed and and there's more scrutiny on it. So even if you're following the letter of the rules by disclosing, 
it may not be enough in the in the court of public opinion anymore. Yeah, it's just it's kind of that ad manipulation conversation where, yeah, if I feel manipulated somehow into buying rain boots because of what happened in this case, okay, some people are going to say, yeah, I don't I don't want that. I want to be more in charge of this. But at the supermarket, that's also why certain products are put next to each other on shelves. So yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's a it's a. It's not the first app to do this. It's not even the first weather app to do it. But I think because it has IBM connected to it, it's getting a lot more play. Anonymous actors, not Hollywood actors, the (laughs) different kind, publish on Twitter hundreds of documents of German politicians, celebrities, and journalists, including financial information, addresses, personal letters, copies of identity cards, and others. It's unclear if the information was leaked or obtained through a breach or by phishing. Members of all political parties, except the AFD, were affected. German Chancellor Angela Merkel was among the victims through documents related to her that were not considered sensitive. German cyber uh, defense body BSI met to coordinate federal agencies' response. Yeah, this is both a huge deal and not at the same time. I mean, having people's identity cards published is it's basically a huge doxing of large numbers of the German government and celebrities and journalists. Uh, I'm not in any way defending it or saying it's a good thing. Uh, it also does not seem to be in most cases with some of those financial information, maybe uh, the kind of harmful data breach that could really, really disrupt someone's life. But it ain't good at all. And of course, the finger pointing is going on with the usual suspects, Russia, China, etc., all being bandied about. But the fact is, nobody knows who did this. Nobody knows how they did it yet. Uh, And I think that's really interesting. It could have been a single leaker. It might not even be a typical data breach. It might not be an attack at all. It might be that some disgruntled employee had access to large Mm -hmm. databases of of information and and leaked them out because they were upset. Uh, You know, it's it's interesting that one particular political party was unaffected. That doesn't, you know, mean that they're guilty of it, but it could mean that someone either associated with that party or in support of that party uh, wanted to get back at political enemies. Uh, It doesn't mean that that happened either, but that's, that's another possibility. Yeah, the German chancellor having personal stuff. It's again, no one is safe. It was only like her actual email address and and one other, you know, fairly quasi public thing. She she didn't have any sensitive data, thankfully for her. It does seem more disgruntled than anything just because Mm. the data itself is not that juicy. Yeah, for the most part, it's 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 bulk over juiciness, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I mean, there's some not to say there isn't some juicy data in here for for sure. And people will be plowing through it, uh, trying to find it. But but it's it's more about the the just sheer amount of it, I think. Amazon has launched a visual design tool called Amazon Showroom that lets you place virtual furniture in a virtual living room, customize the design and then presumably Amazon will hope that you buy that furniture from Amazon. They make it really easy to add it to your cart. Amazon launched an augmented reality feature in 2017 that lets you place potential furniture in your camera view. So you could actually place it in your own home, which I actually think is more useful because otherwise I've got to try to recreate my room. And every time I've tried to use one of these things, I always go, well, wait a minute. I have a lot of weird things in my room that I'm not going to move. And now I have to recreate those, and I, I maybe have some weird angle, especially in my old house. I had these weird angles that I took a lot of time to replicate in these things. So it's it seems better to just use augmented reality to me. 
Well, I think both of these tools are good in really different ways. So I moved somewhat recently. I use the augmented uh, reality tool to figure out where my stuff that I already had might look in the room. That was actually super helpful and also stuff that I was going to need to buy or maybe things that weren't going to fit. But the whole virtual reality room, even though it might not resemble any room that you're going to uh, redesign, at least kind of start you from scratch. If you want a, you know, a color palette and does that rug look good to that chair in a, it, you know, in a room with four walls with a window somewhere, I can see where maybe that would get you going at the beginning. And then you use the AR app to be a little bit more realistic about how it would look in your own house. I love this kind of stuff. And Amazon's not the first company to do it, but they, they now have a couple of their own lines of Amazon branded furniture. So I can see why tools like this are only going to help sell big items. I want the tool that lets me just scan my room and then creates an, a, a virtual environment for me based on it. I think that's the best of both worlds because then I don't have to stand there looking in my room. I agree that that's a little clunky, but I also don't have to spend a lot of time setting it up to work for my room. If it could just scan it and I, I'd be able to be like, okay, put all the furniture I have in here in, in the room. Then I can delete the stuff I want to replace and try stuff out then. That's what I want. Go make that somebody Wayfair Home Depot. But how is it going to, yeah, that, that's a great idea. <laughs> Yeah, I want that too. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I didn't say it was easy. <laughs> I just said I want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, how are you going to delete that one chair without deleting could, both of the There's some good chairs. machine learning out there that, that would be able to recognize individual furniture elements and, and be able to delete True, them. yeah, so, based on maybe how yeah. far away they are from, from the camera and, just have to be and that trained. sort of thing. But I, there's got to be an interior designer listening right now saying, I have the tool. So let us know. Yeah, Feedback please. And let us, we'll beta test it. Promise. Evan Blass is a very reliable leaker of images of products to come. Uh, Ev leaks on Twitter uh, early, but Evan Blass says that he cannot speak to the authenticity of the latest leak that he shared. So consider this a solid rumor. The video that he leaked shows a phone that folds out three ways into a tablet, allegedly from Xiaomi, which is expected to have a foldable device in the works. So that would make sense. Samsung and Royal have both showed uh, foldable prototypes of their own. Lenovo said it was working on one back in 2016. So one would think it's about time. And patent applications suggest that Apple is working on the concept as well. Authentic or not, let's go back to the age-old question. Do we want foldable phones? Yeah, because none of these work the, the new, same way. Even the, the, of this video, whether it's Xiaomi or something else, or maybe it's a deep fake, I don't know, but it, it shows three ways, right? It's a thick phone that that unfolds into a tablet. And of course, we saw the Samsung one uh, that is just a thick tablet that folds in half. I guess it's a thinner tablet, but it folds in half into a thick phone. Uh, no, None of these seem to work the same way. Nobody's hit on the foldable thing that everybody wants to copy yet. So it's early days for this. It feels like we're in the Palm Trio era of foldable phones. Nobody's Nobody's quite figured out what a smartphone should look like, and we're waiting on the Apple iPhone to come along and and create the template that everybody imitates. Or or do we care? Is is this going to be like the the UMPC where it just never catches on? I yeah, it's it's so hard for me to think of 
what a foldable phone would look like that doesn't just harken back to the days when phones were all foldable. I love the idea of uh, protecting my screen, but it also would come with some extra phone uh, parts that I don't necessarily need. However, if those extra parts are able to be disengaged or yeah, turn into a keypad and then it's more of a tablet. I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, one of these concepts that I have to see it first in order to say, Oh yeah, now I need this. It's to me, to me, uh, the, the big advantage, the big attraction is a tablet being able to have a tablet and fold it up and it be a phone. My problem is none of the form factors I've seen look like the kind of phone I would want to have. Uh, they're, they're pretty seamless on the tablet side, all of them by the looks of it, but when they phone it, fold into a phone, they don't seem like the kind of phone I'd want to carry around. I want to carry around a phone that feels like a modern phone and then somehow have it unfold into a tablet. I don't know if it's unfoldable. I think it's like flexible, like a screen you pull out, like a, like a curtain, right? Uh, Roger, what do you think? Well, I think uh, this is the stage where everyone throws something up against the wall to see what sticks. Um, remember, you know, the, the grand old days of the PDA and before they had connectivity, everyone's figuring out how do you interface with it? And you have a little keyboard, so it's a little clamshell, uh, computer. Um, and you've went through so many different iterations. You basically went through five years before someone hit on the idea, Palm, which is used a stylus. And then we went to the smartphone. Well, if, if you use a PDA this way, that's obviously you're going to use a phone the same way. Um, and it, took another five or six years till Apple's iPhone rolled out and just, no, it's all touch. It's all touch. Um, and I think we're still in that phase where everyone's just trying to feel everything out to feel what works best. Right now, if this was an actual product, it'd still be pretty clunky, uh, what you were saying, Tom. And I think no one has really hit on the, uh, the, the eureka moment where you can say, okay, of course this is how it's supposed to work. Yeah. Well, we are uh, we are definitely going to see some foldable phones uh, and uh, other foldable screen items at CES. So let's get to talking about it. Uh, if you want to get the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. It's the way to keep up to date in a fast manner every day with tech, DailyTechHeadlines.com. So what to expect at CES? Uh, we'll just go through all of the categories that we expect to hit. It's always fun to do this and then check back in a week and find out how close we were. Uh, foldable is, is definitely one of them, but 5G, I think, will be probably one of the biggest. Uh, 5G in your home, 5G in your phone, 5G in your car. In fact, if you want a, a more of a deep dive on 5G, uh, my editor's desk at patreon.com slash DTNS is an explanation of 5G. My attempt to explain what 5G is and what it's good for. Uh, you can get that at the associate producer level or above at patreon.com slash DTNS. But yeah, Sarah, I think I think we're going to be hearing 5G, 5G, 5G a lot. Well, and CES is is the right place for it because you, you you see a lot of products at CES, and when you say, "Well, but hold on to, to whoever's who manning the booth," but isn't that not available yet? Well, but it, when it is available, we'll be the first uh, company to have to have launched this five G microwave, this five G pizza you, maker. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're gonna <laughs> want. You're gonna want. And well, it, that's the thing. Oh. There will be some actual real devices that will be like, oh, this laptop will have, you know, standard 5G NR in it. Uh, so when that service becomes widely available, you'll be ready for it. 
absolutely going to see those. There's also going to be crazy stuff where like, really, why would you need 5G? And then there's going to be what I'm most interested in is the stuff that you wouldn't think needs 5G because it's not about speed, but needs 5G because it's about capacity, because now you can have so many more things connecting at once because of 5G's increased capacity. That That's kind of the area I want to keep an eye on for CES. Well, I think that a lot of hardware companies are going to lean into that as well because you see a lot of hardware products at CES that you don't need. They're cool, but you don't need them. But if, if hardware companies can convince us of how much all of these smart devices are going to talk to each other much better because of 5G. See, 5G is what we've all been waiting for. Then they're going to sell more products. Uh, We'll hear AI and smart home. Uh, Expect to see it in almost every product. Expect to see AI in almost every product. Uh, Some of them may actually even use it. Uh, Voice assistant battle is going to carry on. Google and Amazon. Uh, We saw a lot of Google Assistant last year. I have a feeling we're going to see more Amazon voice services this year because there are now more than 20,000 smart devices compatible with Amazon and more than 10,000 that work with Google Assistant. Uh, So this is the year you know, there was Amazon and everything two years ago. Google sort of won the headline battle last year. And I think this is the year they're going to go head to head. We're just going to see a lot of voice assistant in everything and alongside with this is got machine learning, some of which will be stupid and not true. And others might be pretty interesting and innovative. Yeah, I considering how much attention Google Assistant got at CES last year, it just goes to show how well Amazon has done in this space. And sure, they 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 had a head start, but uh, twenty thousand to ten thousand means they're not exactly neck and neck. the 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 Amazon ecosystem is still firmly ahead of the pack, including Google. Yeah, I, the other thing I think we're going to see a lot of is wearables, particularly around health tech. So not just Fitbit type trackers or smartwatches, and we'll see plenty of those, uh, but actual health tech that you can wear, uh, you know, and the things we hear about most often are for diabetics, you know, to monitor your, your insulin levels. Uh, but I think we'll also have a lot more heart monitors and specialized items for, for special conditions. Uh, about 120 health tech exhibitors are going to be at the show this year, according to Lauren Good at Wired. That's up from 98 last year. Uh, and we're going to see a lot of health stuff from the unusual As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. 
From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Suspects. Procter & Gamble is going to be showing off a ton of different health tech items there. We've seen L'Oreal before, uh, but we're going to to see some uh, L'Oreal-based health tech stuff as well. This is going to be interesting. Yeah. uh, The manufacturers aside, these are silly as they sound. I I read Lauren's article as well. And I guess Olay is going to have some sort of skin tech that can tell you something about that. Those are the sorts of 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 innovations that I go, okay, so I don't have to just now all of a sudden start caring about how many steps I take per day. I already care about washing my face. This is the sort of thing that I can incorporate into my life, potentially in a way that actually matters to me, skin and hair and, 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 and things like that. So, so bring it on. Bring, bring it. Pantene, smart Pantene is not a joke that is a thing we're gonna i know but i'm like well i wash my hair regularly <laughs> yep. I'm never gonna stop doing that let's totally. see what you got pantene uh car tech we, we you know see wednesday show uh for more about this with tim stevens we talked a little bit about it but we're gonna you know self-driving to smart car and scooters uh we're gonna see a lot of that as well car tech is always something that i mean to get to uh at ces and then my feet start hurting and I run out of room because it's kind of uh, down on the end. Yeah. And and the, the Detroit Auto Show is the bigger te- uh, car tech show. However, I hope we can make it over there this year and spend a little bit more time because I think this year, certainly as as it was last year and the year before, but this year more than ever, the self-driving and kind of concept cars sound like they're going to have a little bit more of a stage presence at CES. Yeah, there's more automakers than last year are going to be there. It's it's quickly becoming part auto like, show. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and finally, uh, PC and gaming and 8K TVs. I'm going to throw, this is all the, the home entertainment stuff, I guess. Uh, we'll obviously hear announcements from Intel, AMD, and NVIDIA. Uh, we're going to see a lot of uh, laptops with smaller and smaller bezels. Uh, we already started to get some announcements. The, the Dell Latitudes, which are their enterprise line, are beautiful, beautiful. And, and uh, they have this Windows Hello function that'll lock the screen when your face disappears and then unlock it as soon as you come back, which is really nice. So we're going to see a lot of stuff like that. We're going to see a lot of gaming stuff, PC gaming in particular, uh, and 8K TVs. 8K TVs is going to be the the silly thing. We're going to see very large 8K TVs. LG has already talked about their 88-inch OLED 8K TV. None of them are going to be practical. None of them, even if they have a price, are going to be a price that you can afford. And it's still a couple years off before 8K is even something where you could try to justify it for any reason. There's no content available. Uh, But we are nonetheless going to see a lot of very massive 8K TVs. Yeah, you could do it because you can. Right. Why not? They did it. That's what CES is half about. <laughs> it's, we it's, did it because we could. I've been going to CES since 2000 and uh, <laughs> on and off. Uh, 
And it almost makes me nostalgic to finally be back with a new TV trend, right? For for years, it was HD, and then it was 1080, uh, and then it was 3D, and then it was 4K, and then it was 4K HDR. And Last so, year, lots of modular TVs. Right, it could be that, a whole wall or just a small wall. one. Yeah. The, the, was it Samsung that had that? It was, yeah. yeah. But a few others. Uh, so, it, yeah. Uh, this this is the year of 8K, and it just makes me feel comfortable going into CES with a with a solid, silly television trend to look out for. Well, yeah. And now all the 4K TVs will drop in price and we can all get on board five years later. Exactly. (laughs) Hey, thanks everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on others and I don't know, make some friends along the way. Dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com. We're also on Facebook. We've got a group there, facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. We love your emails. And then sometimes we read them on the show like this one. Now, I don't remember Tesla ever having a CES presence. Who knows? But Raul was thinking a little bit about this because we've been talking about Elon Musk and Tesla and EV cars lately. Raul says, I'm no expert on Elon Muskology. That's clever, Raul. But it did seem to me that Mr. Musk is as much driven to make money as he is to create change. He sees something that needs changing. Electric cars, rapid raid, uh, rapid uh, uh Raid via tunnel. All right. That's what Rolo said. Trips to Mars, stuff like that. And he says that there's an opportunity to make money while bringing about change. All this to say more EV cars on the road, even if they're not Tesla, might please him. Of course, I may be wrong. Happy New Year to all. And congrats on the five-year anniversary. Thank you, Rolo. I think he meant to write rapid rail via tunnel. It took me a minute. Well, I was like, maybe that's a term Uh, I'm not familiar with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But but yeah, uh, I, I think... Sometimes on this show, I may come off as disliking Elon Musk or Tesla, and that is not true. Uh, I think Elon Musk does want to make the world a better place. I think sometimes the press is a little too laudatory of him, so I try to counterbalance that. But I got no problem with the man, and I love the company. He definitely wants to make his mark and be considered a pioneer of, of whatever field he's in and remembered that way. And many founders share with Elon Musk the idea that there is a need. He might not have woken up one day and been like, my, my desire is to, 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 to change the auto industry. He may have observed the auto industry enough to say, you know what? You know what this needs? This needs a thing, and I'm well, going to be yeah. the one to do it. That's kind of like the boring company, right? He was driving in traffic. He said, you know what? This We need a tunnel. And then he went out. Right. And it, so. I'm going to make a product yeah, and exactly. serve the markets. All right, let's check in with Len Peralta, who has been busy scribbling, as he does during this entire show. Len, what do you got? Scribbling away, always, like I said at the top of the show, talking about CES uh, on the first, my first appearance of uh, the new year. And uh, this is no, uh, no different. Um, this particular one is called Drones, Phones, and Smart Homes. And uh, <laughs> it sort of uh, covers everything. It's got the drones. It's got the Nest. It's got the smartphones. It's got the 5G. It's got, it's got everything. And it's almost course, like it si- got a Sideshow Bob look to this thing. <laughs> it's kind of a, yes, a half-naked man who is, uh, who is yelling, uh, wearing his VR helmet, uh, just enjoying what's going to be happening at CES. Can't wait to see what comes out of it. It's always really exciting. And uh, so, is that a smart towel? You know what? Don't answer that. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Yes, it is a smart towel. It's a Wi-Fi car. It's every. It's everything you could. Oh yeah, imagine. we didn't even talk about drones. There's going to be a million drones at, mm-hmm. at CES. Yeah. So, uh, here's my challenge to everyone: buy this right now from LenPeraltaStore.com. Uh, take it to CES. 
and get a vendor who actually does one of these products to sign it at every point that it is represented on this and then send us a picture. If you complete the whole set, we'll do something really nice for you. That'll be us. That's cool. Boy, you're really going crazy for the five years. I can't believe it's five years, honestly. I know, man. Uh, We are really excited uh, to be celebrating our five-year anniversary. We've got all kinds of things planned, uh, more to come. But right now, the big thing is if you stay with Patreon at, at one of the higher tiers for three months... You can get merchandise with Len's five-year anniversary art, the, the five-year anniversary art that Len did back on December 21st. Uh, you can get it as a sticker if you're at the co-executive producer or analyst level, as a poster at the advisor level, or a mug with that logo at the master level. And all you have to do is be at that level. So if you're already at that level, just stick there for three months as of January 2nd. Uh, Or if you change your tier, you just have to stick at that tier for three months. Uh, Check it out at patreon.com slash DTNS slash merch. If you've got feedback for us, I have an email address for you, and that is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 21.30 UTC. You can find out more at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. We'll see you Monday from Las Vegas Convention Center and CES 2019. Talk to you then. is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.